But here's the most important thing about meeting new people for me. Uh, the big moral of the story for me is that I did not receive one single rejection. Anytime I ever said, hi, I'm Jason. How are you today? Nobody ever said, what the hell are you talking to me for? Get out of my way. I'm in a hurry. Episode 197, connecting with strangers and making friends. You're listening to the Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With one and three quarter million listens and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. Uh, you have no idea. I've said this before. You have no idea uh, how forward I look to these conversations. I really do. Well, consider this. We're recording on a Friday at 6 p.m. So that means we <laughs> both kind of dig it because most people find something better to do on Friday evenings. But this, uh, means, this That's is exactly right. That's exactly so, right. Um, now, you sent me an email Hey, I'll be ready in six minutes. You will not believe what I just heard on NPR's Market Watch. So it was before I hit the record button, I tried to get it out of you. And you said, no, I'm not going to tell you. We're going to talk about it during the podcast. So before we get into connecting with strangers and making friends, the earth-shattering news you heard on Market Watch. All right. So, uh, well, first of all, it's it's unusual that I was listening to Market Watch. I mean, it's a great show, but my rule for the past dozen years has uh, only has been to only have Siempre de Tres Recuerdo on. I only listen to Spanish radio to improve my Spanish. So it was an unusual act that I would have Market Watch on. Maybe it was meant to be. And uh, so they were reporting the following story. And th- the more I listened, the further my mouth dropped. I mean, it confirmed some suspicions. I, I've growing suspicions I've had. So I'll, I'll do the best to tell the story. Uh, late last year, uh, two people, a man and a woman, met one another in Colorado at a conference being done by the Aspen Institute. They had never met one another before. And over the course of a couple of days, they had uh, an opportunity to have several conversations. Well, what was weird, their, their telephones were off um, or not in use. They were not recording a conversation. They just had their telephones next to them. And a couple of days later, they both noticed that a couple of the things that they were talking about, they started getting pop-up ads on social media about. And it was just very, very strange. So the woman, whose name I don't recall, decided to conduct an experiment. And she's obviously a middle-aged lady. I I would peg her based on voice and uh, some of the things she said at, I don't know, 50 to 60 years of age. So every day for several days with her phone just laying there, ostensibly off, she said several times a day, oh my God, I am pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. I am so excited. So several times a day, for several days, with her phone ostensibly off, she said that. For several days, she also said this, oh, my hair looks so awful today. I need, it's so curly and ugly. I need to do something for my hair. 
So she did both of those messages several times a day for several days with her phone ostensibly off. And what do you think happened across all her social media platforms? She started getting baby ads and hair ads. She started getting baby ads and hair ads. Now, is that spooky or what? What f- do you know what phone she's using? Is it an Apple phone? Is it an Android? Uh, I, I don't know because it, it happened to both of them. And I, I have no idea uh, what, what, what phones they were using. I, I, I have no idea. I don't care which phones they were using. <laughs> I, 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 I find it absolutely frightening. Was there a, yeah, I'm wondering also, well, they, there wasn't a, it would be interesting to know what was activated on the phone, what apps, yeah, are, are live in the background. There's a lot of, a lot of play, but it's scary to, to say the least. So um, let's, what are you going to do about your phone when you're having a conversation? Well, something I seldom do. I mean, as soon as my screen goes black, I just set it aside. I very, very seldom uh, shut my phone off. Uh, but believe me, this is a wake-up call to uh, to shut the telephone off. Are you sure it's off when you shut it off? Well, I, you know, I hope so. <laughs> I'm just going to play with your head now. I, mean, I don't know. My IT guy, Bill Dean, would say that when your phone is off, it's not off. And he would say that government authorities can monitor any Apple product. Uh, and he has tried to convince me of this for a long time. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. And, uh, well, but, but it is pretty interesting. I have a couple of standing appointments when I'm not on the road, uh, with a trainer in the gym and, uh, they're, they're scheduled in my outlook calendar, but obviously my phone, but, but no location is there. So it's just a training session with Jeff heavy lifting and the time. So, uh, and that's all that's ever been in the calendar, but obviously my phone, uh, which is an uh, iPhone is getting smarter and smarter because now I start getting pop-ups with your appointment is coming up in 45 minutes with your trainer at the Bay club traffic is light and you should arrive in 17 minutes. So obviously our phones just get smarter and smarter and smarter. Some of it's a little bit spooky for some of it's a little spooky for me. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do the test. Now, because I am too. Yeah, you know, for, for yeah, I'm going to walk around the house saying I'm pregnant. Saying I'm pregnant. Um, if if I start getting baby ads popping up, <sighs> wow, wow. <clears throat> okay, so all right. Thanks for freaking us out, Jason. Yep, appreciate yep, yep. that. Oh, uh, and by the way, so by the way, for for anyone who's interested, uh, you can easily go to NPR's Market Watch website, uh, and you can go to the archives, May seventeenth. 2019 edition, and I'm sure you can grab the story. Exactly. All right. So um, I saw the the title come through, Connecting with Strangers and Making Friends. Uh, What surprises a lot of people is that I'm an introvert. And the idea of dropping me into a group of people that I've got to navigate through and have small talk or just meet and greet along the way creates a level of anxiety. So I'm looking forward to learning something new. Okay. And I, okay. And I would tell you this, um, I, I, I spent several hours early, earlier today while I was working on the podcast and doing a bit of research. I was, uh, uh, this would surprise you. I, I am probably when I am on, I am on when I'm on stage, when I'm at an event, when I am working, I am on, but I would consider myself more of an introvert. 
than an extrovert when I'm not on. But I um, I started Googling a few search terms like, uh, why, why do people get anxiety about meeting new people? I mean, there's just a tremendous amount of information that you can see. And for many people, it's not that they're an introvert and it makes them a little bit anxious. I mean, there are many, many people who actually get anxiety attacks full-blown anxiety attacks at the prospect of meeting some new people. So you'll remember probably that I've had uh, three initiatives. I don't have one this year because I've, I've just got too many things going on, but I've had three initiatives over the last three years. One initiative several years ago was to meet a new person every day. Do you remember that? I do. And you remember yes. the, uh, the, do you remember the other initiative, which was to pay somebody a compliment every day? And then to write a thank you letter. And then to thank, uh, right. Yes. And I, I, that one, I started out overly ambitious. I was going to write three notes a day. Uh, that didn't work. But I did complete the project of writing one note a day. All three of those initiatives uh, worked out incredibly well for me. They made me a better person. And as a result, I have developed scores and scores of friends. My favorite places turned out to be uh, the gym, uh, parking lots. Airports, uh, standing online at grocery stores and drugstores and hotel restaurants. But here's the most important thing about meeting new people for me. Uh, the big moral of the story for me is that I did not receive one single rejection. Anytime I ever said, hi, I'm Jason, how are you today? Nobody ever said, what the hell are you talking to me for? Get out of my way, I'm in a hurry. Never heard that. I mean, that nobody ran away. I, I, I did not get rejected one single time. So this week, this is kind of like based on the headlines. Uh, this week, I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal by Elizabeth Bernstein, a journalist who I really like. And her article was titled, The Surprising Boost You Get from Strangers. And it really spoke to me. And, uh, and here's the story that she told, uh, because she is kind of an introvert as well. She was on an airplane flying uh, into Logan Airport in Boston. It was the bumpiest flight she's ever been on in her life. She was scared out of her wits. And finally, she talked to the woman next to her and said, would you mind talking to me because I'm very nervous? And so the woman started talking to her. And they were having a conversation. All of a sudden, there was a huge jolt where, you know, the plane dropped a couple of hundred feet or something. And and she said to this woman who she was talking to, would you please hold my hand? I am just so nervous. And the other one, woman grasped her hand in two hands. And the woman's name was Sue. And so that was the, that was the reason, uh, the impetus for researching and writing the article. Well, she's come up with about eight rules, I guess it is, for meeting new people. And uh, I, I, I would say this. So we just, I have to give her attribution. Many of these rules are my rules too, but she put it together in an article. So we provide attribution to Elizabeth Bernstein of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, she said, number one, here, here are the rules. Number one, to go up and meet somebody new, you got to be brave. And you've got to reach inside yourself and, and, and find the ability to become a little brave. I told you once before, and I'm not sure if you recall or not, that very, very often, uh, or very often, uh, the night before a morning speech, the client wants me, attend, wants me to attend a social hour where they're having cocktails and uh, canapes and hors d'oeuvres and just introduce myself to people. Uh, and I recall telling you that that's the hardest thing I do. I, 
I walk up to this ballroom or this pavilion, wherever it's being held. I stand on the outside for a moment. I look inside. There's hundreds of people milling around, laughing. People know each other. They've got a drink and there a glass of wine in their hand and uh, lots of collegiality and lots of friendliness uh, going around the room. And it's, it's a chore. I just have to reach inside myself and say, okay, this is important that you do this to exceed the expectations of the client. You're going to get a much better reception tomorrow as a result of doing this because you're going to meet some friends. And then I take a couple of deep breaths and I walk in the room. And then I walk up to a group of two or three people and I wait until there's a little lull in the conversation. And I say, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, my name is Jason Jennings. I'm going to be your guest speaker tomorrow. I just wanted to introduce myself and try to make a couple of friends before I'm on stage tomorrow. And everybody is always nice. Everybody is always warm. And everybody always says, I can't believe you're doing this. This is so nice. This is the first time a speaker's ever done this. It doesn't make it any easier on me. And I mean, I've done 1,200 keynotes. So I, I understand some of the anxiety. But she says, you got to be brave. You got to be jump. You got to be able to jump in. Uh, her rule number two is chat up someone you see regularly. And she said, people like to be recognized. Um, about, let's see, I was traveling last week. So the week before, uh, I was in the gym one day and there's a guy in there. And just coincidentally, I know his name is Jason because I've heard somebody shout Jason once. I thought they were talking to me, but they were talking to him. I've never talked to him before. And, uh, not only does he have the body of Adonis, but he has the greatest work ethic in the gym I've ever seen. And so finally, a couple of weeks ago, I just walked up and I said, you're Jason. I'm Jason. I've always wanted to meet you. I just want to let you know what an inspiration you have been to me for many, many years, because every time I see you working out, I just give an extra 10 or 20%. And he smiled and he said, thank you for noticing. And we had a lovely conversation. So chat up somebody you see regularly. I mean, nobody's going to bite you. Number three, uh, and of course, this is one of the secrets of, of just winning friends, and that is ask about the other person. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. Uh, the favorite words are, tell me your story. Tell me about you. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. Uh, number four, bond during a challenging experience. Canceled flights, lost luggage, traffic stalled for hours, road shut down, big storms, power outage, whatever it might happen to be. I mean, you basically got a shared experience going. So bond during a challenging experience. One that uh, one that she wrote about, uh, one that Elizabeth Bernstein wrote about, I, I couldn't help but smile. I hadn't thought about it for years. She said, ask for help. And I so well recall the time I was a much younger man 20 years ago. I flew into Manhattan, and uh, I was in a taxi cab. It was a rainy, rainy, rainy day. I was going off to meet people I had never met before on Lexington Avenue. The taxi cab driver was just dropping me off. In those days, now I carry a backpack. I've carried a backpack for years, but in those days, I had my Tumi briefcase. And just as I stepped out, I was trying to manage a briefcase, an umbrella, mud puddles, the rain. I wanted to look good for the meeting. And just after I'd paid him, I stepped out of the taxi. I slipped in the mud puddle. I fell on my knee. The umbrella went one direction. The briefcase went open. Papers were flying all over. And there was this guy walking by. He said, sir, would you help me? I can't afford to lose those papers. And he said, of course. And so he's gathering up papers. I'm gathering up papers. His name is Darren. Guess what? We have been friends 
since that time. Uh, we have collaborated uh, on a couple of different projects and uh, just become fast friends. Ask for help. Nobody's going to say, I, I, I can't imagine anybody saying no. Uh, her next point is use humor. Who doesn't like a laugh? I mean, when you look at somebody and say, can you believe what we're seeing right now? Is that a, is that a kick or what? Make sure the interaction is equal. And I, I will admit that this has happened to me. Uh, make, make sure the interaction is equal. In other words, if they don't seem to be enjoying it or really interested in continuing, just say thanks. Great, great meeting you and back off. And then the best advice of all, it's like everything in life, in life, do it again. It gets easier. Do it again and again. I thought she just hit uh, a home run with this article, a home run with her pointers. And, uh, and it certainly spoke to me because these are issues that I confront and deal with all the time. And you know, that, that last point on do it again, for some people, it is so easy. My wife is one. She, she will make a friend standing in line at the grocery store and it's just completely second nature. Yep. And I'm just the exact opposite. So, uh, for those of us who are tend to be more on the introvert spectrum, remember, do it, do it again. And and, and I'll tell you what, Dale, the grocery line uh, and the line at the uh, at my local CVS, I have met more fascinating uh, people, the publisher of a magazine. I mean, uh, 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 many people have gone on to become friends and because I mean, you share an experience standing in line and uh, and just hi, how you know, I, I always look down. And, so the other day I, I was at the grocery store and somebody had a couple of bags of potato chips. They had a, a, a quart of ice cream and they had a six pack of beer. And I looked at them and I said, you have nailed all the major food groups as far as I'm concerned. I love it. And the guy started to laugh and we stood outside the store and talked for about five or 10 minutes. Mm. <laughs> and that goes back to the, uh, one of those skills that I've admired about you and that's your curiosity. Uh, so it's, I am curious. I am curious, but that, that. But, that, but that doesn't mean it's not, then it's not a challenge sometimes because True. I because I do stand cowering outside of those ballrooms and pavilions, taking a few deep breaths, saying, let's go and do it all over again. But I'm a richer person for it. I mean, the next morning when I go on stage, I've already got 100 friends waiting in the audience. So uh, so in many respects, it's uh, it's both an offensive and a defensive maneuver for me. And one more little nugget to throw in that relates to ask about the other person, the third item on that list. Um, I've used the acronym form to help facilitate that conversation. Yes. F is for family. Tell me about your family. That can go on. If, yes. if it doesn't spark a conversation, it goes to tell me about your occupation. What do you do? Yes. Where do you work? Then tell me about your recreation. What do you do for fun? And yep. finally, mission. What gets you out of bed in the morning with a zest for life, enthusiastic with purpose? What is, what's your personal mission? You know so, what? That's Mr. Dixon. That's brilliant. Well, it's form. not mine. It came from a good friend, but um, yeah, form. And it's, it really, for the, like I said, those of us who are a bit introverted, having those tools in our back pocket to, to make the conversation easier is a big help. Yep. Okay. Any, any final thoughts for us? I, I, I do. A couple of weeks ago, I, uh, or a couple of episodes ago, I did a quote from uh, Mehmet Murad Ildin, uh, a, a poet, a playwright, a thinker from Turkey. And uh, 
when I had used a quote from him several episodes ago, I, I became much more curious about him. So I've been reading a little bit about his uh, of, of his stuff, and and he wrote something that I really liked, and and I think it's got something to do with what we're talking about today. Uh, he said, or he wrote, uh, if you have carefully examined a hundred people you've met in your life on your life's journey. It means that you have read a hundred different books. Every person you know is a book. The world is full of walking books. Some are boring, some are marvelous, some are weak, some are powerful, but they are all useful because they all carry different experiences of different paths. That's why uh, I like to meet new people and make them my friends. That reminds me of another quote. I think it's Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Every person I meet is somehow my superior, and therefore I learn something from them. Which yeah. is right yes. in the same vein. Yeah. Or or the other line, um, attributed to William Buckley Jr., uh, who said ninety-nine percent of all people are fascinating, and the one percent that aren't fascinating are fascinating because they aren't fascinating. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, I'll encourage folks, subscribe to this podcast. You can do it at your in your favorite podcast listening app, or you could just do it at the website, jason-jennings.com slash iTunes. While you're out there, would you rate and review the podcast? Makes it a lot easier for people who are looking for this type of content to be better, be better in business, to find exactly uh, these episodes. So rate, review, subscribe. It makes life easy for you and for us. And if you're interested and would like to connect with Jason, Jason would love to meet you. You can do it via email at jason at jason-jennings.com. It's jason at jason-jennings.com, the email address. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event, visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.